From the Duck South Studios in Oxford, Mississippi. We're mass communicating. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for them. This is the End of the Line Podcast, powered by DuckSouth.com. I give it a, uh, a 10. A 10. Sweep the leg. You have a problem with that. And now, here's your host, Rocky LaFleur. I bet you slice into the woods a hundred bucks. Gambling is illegal at Bushwood, sir, and I never slice. Also starring Josh Webb, Jake LaTondras, Rob Kroon, David Ellis, and Ramsey Russell. Showtime. Right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. Showtime, everybody! Showtime! Welcome to the End of the Line Podcast. I'm Rocky LaFleur in the Ducks House Studios in Oxford, Mississippi. Joining me today from rainy, wet, pretty bad thunderstorm down there. Wes Avet. Look, you can you hear it? I'm outside. It, it is actually thundering right now. It is actually going right now. Man, y'all... From Jackson South, man, y'all have been getting pounded with tornadoes, with rain. You know, that tornado that came through Hattiesburg the other night, they were saying that it is the third most powerful tornado in the history of the United States. What was it, two miles wide? Two miles wide? It's just, it's it's lunacy. And, and And before the rain and before the, well, let's, let's backtrack. Before the tornadoes and all that, we had rain. And remember, it was flooding down here. Everybody in my neighborhood had uh, U-Hauls. They were moving all their stuff. And literally, it made it like a street over from me. I got, I got lucky. Yeah, the Pearl River was rough there. What was that, February, the end of February, March? I, I think so. I, yeah, I think it was right before the uh, coronavirus crisis. The old corona. You know, I've heard a lot of people sending me messages. Heard from a lot of people sending messages on uh, the talk on the coronavirus that we had the other night. Because a lot of stuff, a lot of people hadn't even heard. I don't guess they, you know, heard it from the news or which that isn't shocking. There's a lot of stuff that you don't hear out of the media today. No, they the media only tells you. The, the narrative that they want to tell you. Here recently, I've been seeing, which is kind of odd, a local news station here in the, uh, Jackson was just now, uh, up until a couple days ago, starting reporting how many people have actually recovered. And, and it says in big, bold letter, good news. And they're, they're the only ones I've seen that's actually done this. So... Maybe the narrative is changing slightly, but I doubt it. Here's the thing that I find interesting right now, going on right before our eyes, Wes, on on social media. I'm sure that you've seen it. You have friends that are uh, making posts, just generalized posts. Hey, man, this thing needs to end, ready to get back to work. And there's this crowd that comes out of the dark shadows, and they freaking just go off on these people because – you know, they're ready to get back. Let's get the economy back rolling. I want to get back to my job. Yeah, they 
you have two two different ends of the spectrum. You have the people that say, you know what? Because historically, with these pandemics, there's always a second wave. Sometimes the second wave is worse. So the the people that want to get back to work say, hey, let's hit this dead on. We we have to have money. We have to have it now. But what I have found out, just from my observation, and this is this isn't fact. This is just something that I I have observed. A majority of the people that are complaining that that have com that are complaining, saying that we should stay inside, and I understand there's a legitimate fear there. But these are the people that complain all the time about anything, and it, it doesn't matter what it is. But as far as I can see, that they they want us to stay inside. Well, they're getting. Who doesn't want to sit at home and 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 not working, and 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 get free money? Well, I'm the direct opposite of that, which I found funny today. I saw. I saw. I was going to send you a, a picture of it. There was some radical left outside protesting the conservatives that actually want to go out to work because they say it's dangerous. But they're standing outside in a group, so they're protesting. <laughs> they're protesting people from going outside, but they're outside. <laughs> that's that's where yeah. we're at right now. Here's the deal. If you look at this on a national scale, the people that are protesting the protesters, they're usually the ones that – they're toting a sign that says, my body, my choice. But it doesn't work in this situation. You know what I'm saying? No, no it's not your choice. It's not your choice in this situation. So they're the ones that's usually – and I'm not going to get into the – the abortion, blah, blah, blah. But they're usually the ones toting those signs that say, you know, the ones that's protesting the protesters. They're usually saying, hey, we've got the choice. It's our body. We can do what we want to do. But in this case, in this case, it's, it's not your body. It's not your choice. Correct. But, and listen, and you and I talked about it the other night. You know, look, we've got to get to a point where... The, the people that are dying, look, the, the thing about it that people have to understand, the people that are really susceptible to the corona that we found out are the diabetics, people with respiratory issues, and the elderly. That are That is, that is the three main uh, blocks of people that are dying from the coronavirus. Correct. We, look, you've got, to, you've got to quarantine those people. If you really want to save lives, and you've got to let the healthy people, because it, you know, it's just like I was telling you a minute ago, before we started recording, you know, your your article about Los Angeles, about the number of people that went through it, didn't even know they had it, and are healthy now. That shows that it's not that bad for, you know, middle-aged, young adult, healthy Americans. But it's the others that we have to be worried about. I don't think that people understand the numbers, you know, when it comes to the when it comes to the deaths from coronavirus. How many of these people have died in nursing homes? It's a huge number, huge percentage of the death numbers. Yes, I know for a fact it is because I have friends that, that as you do too, and they might not be the same friends because of the people that we know. But I have friends that have told me 
that working in nursing homes that tell me that there's a lot of their people that have this. It's 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 big in there and and it's broad. You know, and so the numbers my thing is you can't report somebody with a COVID-19 death that died in a car accident. Just because they tested positive on the autopsy table for COVID-19 does not mean that's what they died from. We're getting a lot of that, too. I know that's an extreme example, but it no, is one that I can give you. No, I'm telling you, man, you are right. The thing that people don't understand, the biggest thing, I'm telling you, it's going to be a huge uh, congressional hearing on it four years. Mark, you take the bet with me now, but I promise you, four years from now, We'll have a congressional hearing on people that were said to die from coronavirus because of the money that it brought in. You know, for every death in a hospital for coronavirus, there's a an amount of money that's given to that hospital. Follow the money. It's True. crazy as it sounds. Follow the money. We well, you know, <clears throat> I. When I do when I do these things, I I don't have any computer in front of me, and I don't Google as as I talk. So next time we do this, I'm going to have some numbers. I want to know how many people die a day in the United States of America besides COVID nineteen. I know I know because I research how many people are born a day. It's fifteen thousand an hour, and it's over three hundred thousand a day. So I want to find out how many actually pass away without the COVID-19 before it started, because I'm not going to get a real number now, obviously. No. A lot of people that would have died, quote-unquote, from pneumonia are going to be labeled. COVID-19. Yep. 100%. 100%. You watch the pneumonia deaths go down. Right. And it also... If this is going to be a seasonal thing, and and here's the scary part, Rocky. Here's the scary part. Let's just hope and pray this is not a seasonal thing. But if it is, how many flu deaths are they going to label as as COVID nineteen? I mean, I, I I don't know. I have no idea. This thing could carry on, but right now I do know it's a part of our lives. And back to what you originally were talking about. Yes, we need to get back to work. We need to. We cannot afford to stay inside anymore. Because the simple things that we take for granted, like what we're doing right now, we can't even afford to do a podcast. We'll lose sponsors. We'll lose the ability to do whatever it is that we do. We just have to be able to get back to work. You know, one of the things I find interesting, talking about the fear, not wanting to get back out in the workforce because of COVID-19, but I found it interesting in an article that you sent me this morning, and it's a it's an article about Lynn Fitch uh, in Mississippi. She is filing suit against China, but it's not that that, uh, um, that it's not about money. Really, well, the, the whole deal was, I, I read over the article, I, I agree with it, because they, they need their feet held to the fire. China does. They do, because, they do. But what, 
came after that, the comments under the article, not only are people fearful of COVID-19, but these, there are a ton of people that are fearful of holding China to the fire on this. Look, people are afraid in general. It's like I say all the time, the new fad, the new fad is panic and mass hysteria. It's the new fad. That's people love drama. They love panic and hysteria. So that's the deal. But let's get back to what this lawsuit thing is. First of all, China's not going to admit to anything. No. So that's thrown out the door. Secondly, there's not going to be any money taken out of them. It will be it will be on a federal level of how we crush them. Not a state level. So th this is just a basically a fart in the wind. That's that's oh, how it I is. put it. Yeah, it's a fart. It's in a the political wind. move. It's a political move. I agree with you. Yeah. But but it's a move that saying, hey, we're the last in everything for rate rankings in America, but we're going to be one of the first. We're coming after you. So even though yeah, it doesn't mean is, anything. <laughs> let me. I want your opinion on this, Wes. You know, yeah. the United States foots the bill, a lot of the bill for the UN. It foots a lot of the bill for the World Health Organization. And shouldn't they have played and for some reason they're cozy with China, the World Health World Health Organization. They're real cozy with China. But we're sitting there footing the bill for them. Shouldn't shouldn't they have given us a better understanding of COVID corona before it hit here? Shouldn't they be you know, everybody wants to blame Trump, blame blame the government. But man, they should have let us know what's coming. Well, that's the, here's the thing. Not you, not me, not anybody that I know actually knows. We have theories about this. Right now, there's no telling what's happening, what Trump is doing to get the truth. We don't know if there's somebody over there right now trying to find out the truth. There's no telling what is happening here. And yes, Trump did cut off the money. He did cut off people coming into the country now. Immigrants. Let me let me let me let me clarify that. If you're a US citizen, you can still enter. But you have to go through a, a series of it, there it's it's on the CDC page. I think it's 13 different airports you can fly into. And then if you had coronavirus there's there's other protocols you have to go to but yes they should have they should have been more open with us and people are afraid of china because they don't understand it you know you have videos of them boiling cats and dogs on the side of the street all of them diseases come from there viruses come from there a lot so there's a natural fear with these people they've just gotten weak-minded they've gotten very scared very scared they believe what what the media tells tells them, you know, and and it takes a lot for me, because when when I hear the media talk, the first thing that comes to my mind, they're lying, 
even even with, even with Fox News, I have to I have to fact check. I have to cross examine unless unless I see it live. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh yeah, I agree with you. Hey, changing gears for a minute, I want to ask you about this. Have you have you seen uh, the story that's popping big here locally in Oxford? I, I think it would be interesting for a lot of people that listen to this podcast. Let me lay this out. Let me lay this out here because I want to know your thoughts. Oh, this is, this is I'm, awful. I'm, this is awful. I'm just going to give you the story. I'm not going to give an opinion about it. I want to hear what okay. you have to say. All right. All right. So my kids started at the Oxford City Schools two years ago when we moved up here two years ago. Well, right down from the schools on a main street going through Oxford, there are student living, uh, student apartments, student condos. And I noticed that all of my buddies were starting to pick up their kids. The, 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 the lines to pick up kids changed from women to men suddenly in the spring. And they said, I said, man, what are, what are you doing here? And I, they were like, well, there's, you just drive down Jackson and you'll see why. Well, it turns out, I, I took it one day, and there were about a group of 10 ladies, girls, laying within about 30 feet of the street, thong bikinis, tanning, just in the middle of the yard. There's a yard that separates, of course, the greenery, that separates the street and the sidewalk and the, the condos. Off, off of Jackson, right? Yes. And so it started happening again this year. All the students are back. They're going on online classes, but they're, you know, they're not going to school, but they're here in town, a lot of the students. And so these girls have started this again. They're, they're laying out in the yards in their thong bikinis with, you know, from, from a public view. So there's a certain guy. I'm not going to name names on this podcast, but he's the same guy that told Lane Kiffin to get a burner phone. Back when no, I love was it. hired at the, at the airport. I knew you'd like <laughs> that part of the story. I love it. <laughs> and, and so this gentleman passed by, I think it was Thursday of last week, and he snapped a quick photo of the girls laid out in the yard. You know, their butts in the air to, to him with the, with the thong bikinis on. He snaps a picture and he posts it to social media. So, of course, the pitch, the 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 torches and pitchforks come out. I mean, this they they want the police to press charges. The 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 public that's what that see. Go ahead. They go want, ahead. Go they ahead. Want, they want charges pressed against him. They go to they go to his uh, employers' social media demand what? that he be fired. It, it has been absolutely nuts up here with oh, with that man. story going on. All right, is that, is that the end? Can, yep. I'm, uh, ooh, I want to hear what you got to say about it. That's okay. First of all, things. first of all, before we even get into that, a very famous 
world-known guy by the name of Hugh Hefner said that his favorite place in all of college to go to that had the most beautiful women was the University of Mississippi. Now, let's get that out of the way. You see where I'm going with this? These ladies sit on, first of all, they're wearing thongs. I saw the picture. I saw the picture. You really couldn't tell who they were or where they were at. But if anybody knows that area, you, you know exactly what it is. And also it was said, I assume, below the statement. But the thing is, I've been in the Grove during football games, and I've seen girls – I'm not even kidding. I was blown away at this. I've seen girls wear see-through white shirts, see-through, no bra, walking, walking around. Now, I don't know if it was at an LSU game. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> but I, I, know that I, I know what I saw. So how, how can you come back to this man's job for something like this? He's not the one out there laying, neck, laying in the thong. He's not the one out there doing this. How can you press charges? That, that's the most absurd thing that I've ever heard. It wasn't an issue. This has been going on, what, two years? It wasn't an issue until now. Somebody got jealous. Somebody got jealous of these hot ladies doing this because the girls knew what they were doing. They wanted attention. Oh, attention. They, got it. they wanted attention. It's not like they held a sign up. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna make up a name, just a random name. And if you are one of the girls and that's your name, I'm sorry, I didn't mean you. Well, let's <laughs> let's just say the girl, let's just say the girl name is Tiffany Ann, and I didn't see in the picture her holding up a sign that says, "Hi, my name is Tiffany Ann. I am a student at Ole Miss, and you do not have per permission to take my picture." Um, That's a great point. That's a great point. So, where? How is this going to work in court? Yeah, if he if he gets fired over this, he, ooh, man, lawyers could be coming his way. Lawyers would be coming his way. I mean, it's, it's I, you're I basically. I, I, all right. So let me ask you this. Let's play out this two different ways because one he one of them he actually did it, but. If if this guy would have stopped, snapped a picture, and let's just say me and you and him and twenty others were in a group text message, I mean that that text message would have blown up when he sent it out to us. But it would have had a uh, somewhat privacy to it because it just you know it just went to us twenty. There's a lot of things we share through text, and we'll snap it and send it to another buddy, but it's through text. I think right. the problem with this is when he posted it in a public forum like like Facebook or Twitter, it, it that became the issue. Well you're 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 scratching a, the surf you're, it's a fine line here. Then if the, if he gets in trouble for this, that means that anybody that takes a picture can get sued. So if I if if I take a picture of the the garbage man down my street, he can turn around and sue me because I didn't get permission from him. 
I mean, yeah, you I, look. I'm on the other side of it with you. I mean, you you put look. It is as long as I, as far as I know, in all fifty states, as long as you're on a uh, public street or in the public, I can I can take your picture. Not necessarily. It's kind of like saying that if you're taking a picture, let's just say in the growth, you of you and whoever, and somebody's in the background. And that picture's used in, say, let's say Delta Magazine or Mississippi Magazine. They want to sue because they're in the background of it. No, you were in a public place. You can't sue. Well, I agree. And there could be the other end of it. Well, they were actually not on a street. They were on campus. And, well, it's still in the public. It's right there. You know, it's it's right there. Okay, let's let's go about it this way. I can promise you, I can promise you this. That's not the first picture of those girls. They've been doing it two years. You mean to tell me that of all the men and women, especially women, that have gone by and not took a picture of this and say, look at this girl. Look at her. What is she doing? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. We need to talk about this at the at the Red Hats. You know, <laughs> what is she doing? I'm I'm pretty positive that that's not the only picture. But he posted it like you said. So that's the, that's where we're at, talking about getting offended again, talking about drama, panic, hysteria. That's one of these one of these. It falls under that guideline. It's blown you know, way he, out of proportion. He, here's my here's my deal. I'll say this. You see the. You know, one of the most popular items that women wear these days, and I've talked about it multiple times in this podcast, is are, are the yoga pants, or I don't know what they're called, the athletic, the tight black fitting pants that a lot of ladies wear. I don't have a problem with those, but I'm getting to the age where I don't care anymore anyway. But, you know, if you got a camel toe showing and you're, you know, and a guy turns around and looks at your ass, and you get mad about it. That's not on him. You just don't understand how a guy thinks at twenty, thirty years old. You know, right? It, you and I, 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 and I'm not saying it's on them. Now, don't get me wrong, but dude, a guy's brain—that's that's one of the things that for the past ten years that they, they have been psychologically trying to make men think like women. Well, that's not how it was intended to be. We're supposed well, to I was, be who I, we are, and women are supposed to be who they are. You're right. I, I was about to say, if you want to end that shit real quick, have every man in the South on game day wear no underwear and put on tight yoga pants. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, dude. All them girls would be like, uh-uh, can't do this. <laughs> I know I'm going to get a lot of hate mail for saying that. It, I, look, I, by any means, I'm not saying it's a woman's fault. You have the freedom to wear what you wear. But don't get mad when a guy that has two brains, <laughs> don't get mad when he looks at you. What about if they like somebody and they they say, hey, that's a nice ass? They're going to give them a compliment. So there's that, you know, because I'm going to tell you, there's a reason there's a reason that people do what they do. You know, I've I've seen and I love it, but I've I've seen ladies walk in 
when they're not even playing tennis, and they'll just walk around their tennis outfit on. I love it. <laughs> There's a reason they're doing this. Hey, let's rain outside. What are you What are you doing wearing a tennis outfit? It's raining. I, I look. I'll have to say it. I'll say this. I've always thought when it came to when it came to to God's hand in art, the 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 female body is one of the most beautiful uh, things that He ever created. But man, when it comes to a oh, a guy, we're just old. You you know, we're the we're the crescent wrench in the toolbox. That's all we are. Yeah, and 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 they're they're making us look rougher every every minute. <laughs> they're making us look bad every minute. Every minute. Uh, but you're you're right about that. The female the female is the most beautiful entity on the planet. I agree. Female human. It, 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 it is, and I say that with the utmost respect. I really do. Um, hey, look, one of the things that's been perturbing me, really, I can't believe that you didn't watch The Last Dance on Sunday night. Mm. I've got a reason for it. I've got a reason for it. Uh, I lost all respect for the NBA around 2000 to 2002 it became a me 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 sport <clears throat> and it was all it, during the Allen Iverson Laquan I mean uh Spreewell Spreewell during that yeah. during that deal you know I was a big basketball fan cuz it was a team sport when when in the hell did you cut off before before 2000 2002 when the hell did you cut on, um, cut on the uh, NBA, and they say welcoming the such and such and his? That's how they introduce it now. That's how they do it. Back in the '90s, they said, "Here is the Chicago Bulls with Scottie Pippen and the great Michael Jordan." They didn't say Michael Jordan's team. It was a team effort. If anything, they would say it was the coaches team and it's changed so much for me when you when you have cats coming in there wearing fur coats and talking about me and they have no loyalty whatsoever they'll be at a they'll be at a team for a year or two and go bolt to the next no loyalty whatsoever how, how do they how do their children feel when they're getting jerked around all over the country as soon as they make friends they have to go across the country to a whole nother environment that's the reason I didn't watch it. Well, I have, before we jump into some some facts, was there ever a greater introduction in sports than when they were doing the starting lineup for the Bulls? Uh, seriously, was there ever? Has there ever been? You remember? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I I would have to I would have to say. No, but I'm going to say the New York Yankees with their classic, uh, I can't forget the guy's name. You, I'm going to get crucified for not knowing his name, and I know his name. But his voice alone was pretty epic. But as far as the, at the time, it was groundbreaking. There was lights and all that shit. It was a big thing. The Bulls, the, the bull. it was like a wrestling match. Oh, it was like a wrestling the, match. It looked it looked like Vince McMahon was producing this shit. You know what I mean? 
He said, yeah, but I mean, the bull, he was strolling yeah. across the ground. It was it, wild. It was, it was really cool. But they they, and, they put a lot of that into the Miami Heat as well. But go ahead. All right, so we'll tell you a couple of things that I learned from watching right. the other night. Because I have been a Michael Jordan, uh, I'm not going to say worshiper, but that too, it, basketball was my thing. Basketball was yes. my thing in, in high school and back in, in playing in college. But Jordan was who I looked up to. So some things that I learned about Jordan, and I thought I knew everything, was in the his freshman year of college at North Carolina, he had the game-winning shot to, to win the national championship. His freshman year. Yes. Yeah. I do know that. Yes. I do know that. And I thought I another that. thing that, um, you know – Roy, you know Roy Williams. Roy Williams told him that he, he, his junior year that he had nothing else to accomplish in in college, and told him, you know, most coaches today would say, "Oh, yeah, hey, try to talk you into staying." His coach told him, "said Look, it's time for you to go. It's time for you to leave the nest, per se." And he told him that, and he and he, he told him that, and he didn't even go number one overall. Which is probably, no. which is probably, listen to this, probably the worst <laughs> professional sports move in the history, other than Ryan Leaf and Peyton Manning. This is the, well, I don't know, that's a hard call. Who went Ryan first? Leaf, Peyton, let's, see you, see, let's see if you know. Who went first in that draft? The Ryan Leaf, Peyton Manning deal? No, 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 no. The, the Jordan draft. You remember oh, what number shit, it went? Man. I, I, oh, my God. Jordan went three, I think. He did go three. He did go three. See? Who See? went first? And I don't disagree with who went first. It's who went you could. You know what? You, you, you couldn't even tell me who went one and two because all I know Hakeem is Olajuwon. Hakeem Olajuwon oh, went one. A Hall of Famer. Okay, now that, oh, that, yeah. that's a strong argument there. You, you know what I mean? I can see why he would go number one. Number two uh, went to Sam Bowie, which went to Portland Trailblazers. But if you remember, Portland at the time had Clyde Drexler. Well, that was Jordan's position. They didn't need another uh, uh, another guard slash small forward. Correct. They did not. They had that. They needed a middle guy, so they went with Bowie. And and Bowie, the thing about it is thing that people forget in remembering that Jordan came after him, that Bowie was a hell of a college player. Nobody knew the injury problems that he would have once he got to the NBA. Sort of and like Grant never Hill. Pan- yeah, and he never panned out. Yeah, sort of like Grant Hill or, or uh, Derrick Rose. So there, Rose. that's a couple of... That, that's a couple right there. Let me tell you a couple more. The thing that I really didn't know, Scotty Pippen played at the University of Central Arkansas, little bitty NAIA school, and he didn't start off with the basketball team. He was the equipment manager his freshman year. Really? Yeah. Now you're telling, you're telling me you are telling me something that I I had no idea. That blows my mind. Do you, also, keep your thought, but while before I lose my thought here, 
Do you know, besides the Tuies out of Oxford that own those Taco Bells, do you know who else owns a shitload of Taco Bells? Scotty Pippen. But anyway, just dumb fact. But oh, go wow. ahead. That was yeah, a really Scott, cool fact. Yeah, Scotty Pippen. Sure does. Taco Bells. So he started out as equipment manager his freshman year of college. Uh, he, I think that he, and he practiced with the team as an equipment manager, but he was six foot one or two uh, his freshman year. He went home. The, Scotty came from a family of 12. He had 12 brothers and sisters. He reported wow. back for his sophomore year of college and he had grown six or seven inches. And he immediately makes an impact. So he goes from a six foot one guard with the ball handling skills of a guard. He reports back to Central Arkansas at six foot eight. And he still got those ball handling skills, which is unheard of for somebody that tall. He's got more uh, assists. I believe than Michael Jordan. Right offhand, I'm not an NBA guru by any means, but this is what I think I know. More blocks, more assists. Hell, I think he might have more steals. I could be wrong, but I know that he leads Jordan in in those, and and because of that, Jordan leads in points. You know, because if if you remember the Bulls team, you, you you just always had that feeling. Scotty is going to get it. He's going to dip it off to Jordan any second now. Boom, and it happened. Or it would be vice versa. Jordan's going to block. And, and, and Scotty Pippen, in his own right, did some of the nastiest dunks I have ever seen in my life. Powerful. Powerful. He reminded me of Sean Kemp. He would oh, dunk man. on you. Yes, Sean Kemp from the uh, – man, I'm going back. From the Super Sun. Super Sun. Yeah, man. If you never saw Sean Kemp play in the in the early late 80s, early 90s, mid-90s, dude, he was power. He went to the basket and dunked with such authority. He was the original – he was Shaquille O'Neal before there was a Shaquille O'Neal. And his Straight finish. Up. His finish was so awesome after he dunked. So I miss I miss the the Jordan show. We we've got something else coming up. Is there anything else out there that I missed? Yeah, let, let, let me let me let me say this. This is what crossed my mind. So Jordan's first year, the Bulls are awful. The Bulls and and they they get Jordan. Uh, the Bulls. What what was the what was the old movie from the seventies uh, with the kids baseball team? It was nothing but a huge mess. Bad, bad news kids. Yeah, the bad the Bulls were the bad news bears. So yes, they were. Jordan Jordan gets to that. Jordan gets to the Bulls. He is the only one that gives a damn about basketball. I mean, plays his heart out. You know, at this time Jordan didn't you know, Jordan is a now is a connoisseur of cigars and, and fine drinks. But and back yeah. then he didn't touch yeah, he didn't touch it back then. And one of the funniest parts to me, and I, I was thinking about this as I was watching it. So he he walks over as a rookie. You know, rookies didn't hang out with, with guys that had been there for a couple of right. years. You just didn't do it. It's just part of the system. So Jordan goes over to a room that's full of the, 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 the what do you, 
what's the word I'm looking for, Wes, the, not the, the guys that have been playing for a while, the, what do you call them? Not the, anyway, not the, the veterans, the veterans yeah. that, that are on the team. So he knocks on the door, you know, he opens the, they let him, they open the door and in this corner, got a bunch of guys smoking weed, this, this corner, a bunch of people are doing cocaine in this corner. They're shooting. Whiskey. Man, is this a Dallas Cowboys locker room you're talking about? Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> And so the, what crosses my mind is not what crosses everybody else. So, you know, the, one of the nicknames for that team was the Cocaine Circus. That's what they were known as that year. They had so many Holy. people doing cocaine. Holy shit. So I sitting, didn't know that. I'm, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, all of these guys have kids or grandkids now. And you want to bet when that part came up what the first thing that came out of their mouth was? Cover your ears. That wasn't me. I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? Oh, man. So. That's so wild. It's so wild. But it, it's a different time frame. It's a, it's a different era. You know, they're not, in those days, they're, they weren't out gangbanging. You know, uh, you know what I mean? It's a whole different yeah. mindset. It's a whole oh, different – and it yeah. was a team – it was a team sport. Because oh, back man. then – I can say this. I can say this. It was back then, basketball, the kids said, I want to play for the Lakers. I want to play for the Knicks. Today, it's whoever's going to give me $20 million, $20 million and this, that, and the other and put me on a super team. I don't care about the fans. Oh, yeah. Well, the, hey, the, you know, the other thing that they really died they they dove into it really deep the other night was and I'm sure you remember this from the nineties, but Jerry Krause was the general manager that put those great teams together for the in the nineties. Yeah. And they 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 really I, I knew Jordan and Pippen couldn't stand him. Um I didn't know that. It, he you know, he there was a lot of jealousy from him. He was the GM. There was a lot of jealousy from him because he never got credit for putting those, te- you know, putting those teams together. You know, one of the comments he made was, "Hey, uh, you know, it's an organization that wins, not not a not a players." Right. Um, you know, I think one of the things that pissed a lot of people off the other night that they didn't know was. Absolutely, he told Phil Jackson um, that 97-98 season was his absolute last. He didn't care if he won 82 games. Phil Jackson, greatest – is he the NBA, the greatest NBA coach ever? Well, I think he is. He, he is, but when you start talking to actual basketball fanatics, and I have argued this, Every day, every day when I come, they're like, Wes, you don't know shit about basketball. Well, I know this. You talk about coaches, who coaches the Olympics every year? Coach K out of Duke. And I understand why that is, but if, when you, I think that those two coaches are the two greatest basketball coaches in college or NBA ever, all time. I would agree with that. In my opinion. In my opinion, it doesn't get any better than that. Hey, before I let you go, thoughts on the the the, the Tom Bay, Tom Brady and 
Gronk reuniting. Oh, man. Here, here, I'm glad you asked that. I'm glad you asked that. Let, let me tell you something. <clears throat> Derek Jeter from the New York Yankees. As soon as he, everybody said, well, this guy's going to retire. He's going to be in New York forever. No, I'm going to go to Florida and buy a baseball team. And that's what I'm going to do. So today, I find out, guess who's living in his house, renting his mansion? Tom Brady. Now, wow. that, that, doesn't, that doesn't amount to a hill of beans. It doesn't amount to a hill of beans, but I have a theory on this. See, Tom, oh, okay, Rob Gronkowski, Rob Gronkowski actually owned a house in 2013 in Tampa as well. As well. And he sold it. And it wasn't a house, it was a mansion. And if you notice, every year, because let's take away the scandals. Let's take away the scandals with the Patriots, the deflate gate, and all this stuff. But every year, Tom Brady, for the past five or six years, would be on the fence. And so would Gronikowski. He would tease that he's going to retire. I don't know if I'm going to come back next year. Well, as soon as Brady says, I'm, I'm here, there pops in Gronk. You know, I don't blame the guys for wanting to try to do something else because I have a theory on this. They're in it together. He knows and he understands, Brady, that he has to have his go-to guy. But the Bucks are missing one key element here, two key elements. Number one, Bill Belichick. Number two, Edelman. They don't have Edelman there. They do not have an offensive line. And their defense is very young. This is going to be the first time that Tom Brady is going to sit there and literally have to check down because they're running at his ass. The offensive line is going to have to protect him. So, also, too, while this is happening, Rob Gronkowski... For everybody listening, this is crazy what I'm about to tell you. Rob Gronkowski turns around and signs a contract during all of this shit with the WWE. Yes, you heard that right. The WWE, Vince McMahon. So he appeared at WrestleMania and won a championship. He has a belt. And here are the stipulations according to WWE. Congratulations, Rob. This is from the headquarters. Congratulations, Rob Gronkowski, the current WWE 24-7 champion on his return to football. Per the rules of WWE 24-7 title, Gronk must defend his championship at all times in any location. He could be celebrating a touchdown pass from Tom Brady anytime, anywhere. Are you serious? So <laughs> this guy <laughs> could <laughs> be in the end zone and get a leg drop from a wrestler and lose his title right there on the field. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. Wow. I'm I'm laughing at the whole. That's a, that's a serious thing. That's the reason I wish we had the live. I could show I, this is real. You know, and and everybody hating on the deal, but Gronkowski signed a deal with Vince McMahon. 
in WWE, he knows where the money's at. You know, he was on the verge of retiring, and he just had to get the thing going with Brady. So my theory is to this. It's a one-and-done deal. I can't possibly see it going any further than that because if you remember when Peyton Manning picked up his helmet and he goes, you know what, I'm going to go win a Super Bowl with the Broncos. He didn't bring any of his weapons, his main weapons from the Colts. He, he didn't, and he won a Super Bowl. But Brady's bringing Gronk. He wants that insurance card, and I don't blame him. But the thing all, about it, no, the thing is, they've got O.J. Howard. Why they do they have O.J. Howard. In? They actually have quite a few tight ends there that are very good. They're very good. O.J. Howard is a monster. Remember, uh, he, him and Evan Ingram went in the same first-round class in the NFL draft. He's a complete nightmare out of Alabama. But I have a theory to this, and it's, it's pretty. It, it, I think it's pretty close. I think, personally, that Tom Brady wants to come into Tampa, develop some friendships, some business friendships, and possibly buy a team, number one. Number two, that's just my theory. I think he wants to buy a team. Could it be the Bucks? Who knows? But I think he wants to do that. The Dolphins are not off the table. But I think he wants to do that, and I think he wants to end the whole situation that he is not a system quarterback. He can do it without Bill Belichick. And I tell you what, if he does, no doubt about it, 100%, 100%, let's throw the rings aside, he will be the greatest player, not quarterback, player of all time. Because right now, that player, that award goes to Jerry Rice, in my opinion. I hey, think he will surpass. Here's a great question. Run this by you. Who needs who, needs who more? Belichick need Brady more, or does Brady need Belichick more? <sighs> Brady needs Belichick more because when Brady was down, Belichick took his backup quarterbacks and made them awesome. Two, two of his backup, two, two of Brady's backup quarterbacks were awesome. He's proven that he can win without Brady. One of one of his quarterbacks actually just won a Super Bowl this year with the 49ers, Garoppolo. And if memory serves me correct, the the Patriots wanted to trade even Garoppolo for Brady. Maybe I'm off. Maybe there was a maybe there was a couple of picks there, but that's that's what I remember and it didn't go down as such. Yeah, I agree with you about the greatest player. I think that Brady is going to be the greatest player. It, it, Brady's uh, but I still think that Brady needs Belichick more because of Belichick's defenses. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. One thing and this is the unsung hero for Bill Belichick's system. He's always had a workhorse running back and a a very scat fast 
like small white wide receiver. For some reason, he was always white. I don't know why. It's just coincidence. But he had with somebody that would run across the middle and, and take a hit, and he had a workhorse. He had Falk forever. Now he's got Bolden, and he's he's got all these bruiser running backs that quietly would put up a thousand plus yards a season, and nobody would ever even look at him. You know that's what that's what Belichick does. You know, and now you're getting into to Tampa Bay. Who is their running back? Who knows? Uh, I don't know. <clears throat> Who is their linebackers? Who is their offensive line? Name me a single coach other than the head coach from the Tampa Bay Bucks. I'm, no, uh, no takes. <laughs> it's 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 a whole different system. It's it's going to be the Brady Show. So hey, who needed who? Let, go ahead, finish that thought. I was going to say this is the Boomer Bust. Oh, I agree. Hey, look, before That's we it. go, That's before we leave, who needed who more? Pippen need Jordan more. Or Jordan need Pippen more. Whoa. Um, it, Pippen needed Jordan because when Jordan left to play baseball, they didn't win shit. When he came back, they won immediately. I think Jordan needed Pippen more. I'm going to disagree with you. He took there a lot of be, pressure. Yeah. He took You're a lot right. of pressure there off of Jordan. A, it it sure did because he struggled when he went to the Wizards. I agree. But he was also in his late 30s or mid-30s. Well, hey, one more, one more, but one more, because I've seen this going around since this whole Jordan documentary came out. Greatest athlete of all time takes about Jackson. No, no, no. Take the sport out of it, okay? Bo Jackson, Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan. Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson would go play football, jump on a helicopter, and play baseball the same day. And he was in the same all-star game, football and baseball, the same year. He was, what, 230 pounds and ran a sub-4-2 or 4-3. Uh, I'm going. Imagine if he never had the hip problem. Right oh, now, you and, I, you and I would be talking. There would be no talks about. Barry Sanders or Emmett Smith or Walter Payton, we would be looking at Bo Jackson setting records in baseball and football. And then this wouldn't even be a conversation. The conversation would be, who is the greatest athlete of all time, Jordan or Bo Jackson? That's what it would be. Yeah, I, I, look, I think until – look, the thing – a lot of people want to argue Tiger Woods, but I think until he eclipses Nicholas's – Major records. I just don't. I don't think he has a dog in that hunt. He's great. He changed the sport of golf forever. He got people involved in golf that never would be involved. And, and in the same sense, Jordan changed bat You know, professional basketball forever. Yeah, it's no attention to professional basketball in the eighties, really. And there was well, here, the Lakers in Boston and L.A. But well, here, here, here's the difference between the three. Jordan, Jordan made it a and, world sport. They did. But Jordan, Jordan and Bo Jackson were not involved in scandals with their wife beating the shit out of them with golf clubs in and out of rehabs all over the place. 
I know I shouldn't say that, but that's exactly what happened. And I love Tiger Woods. I love the guy. But that's probably why most people would not put him in the top. But I think he's in the top three. I think he's in the top three for one reason. One reason, because Augusta, the Masters, they had to redesign the golf courses, the golf course because of him. They said, if we do not do this, he's going to win every single one. So that puts you in the greats. That alone. That alone. So I'm going with Bo Jackson. I'm going with Bo Jackson, even though it was a very short career, but I watched him do things that nobody – I watched him walk a wall. Walk a wall in baseball and catch an out. He was running wide open and ran up the wall. Remember even that? better than that, even better than that, if you got the L.A. Raiders on Tecmo Bowl, you were kicking everybody's ass. Oh, instantly. You, you, you never threw it. <laughs> how, how do you Ready? think the coaches felt at Auburn and, 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 and Los Angeles? They never threw it. Give it to Bo. <laughs> you know, because I remember, I remember where I was at when his hip went out. It was against the Bengals, and I was in Leland, Mississippi with my father and I watched that, and my dad said, this is not good. We're about to lose one of the greatest athletes that I've ever seen in my life. And he said, other than Herschel Walker. That's another guy right there. That's well, Wes, we are, we are out of time. I want to talk about Tua a little bit next time we get on here. but Because he has fallen down draft boards. But we are out of time. We'll, we'll, we'll continue the discussion probably tomorrow or Friday sometime, but I enjoyed it. Man, I did too. Tomorrow's the draft. Real quick, to a, I think he drops out of the top five. The Saints want him. That's all I'm going to say. I hope it happens. But anyway, we'll talk very soon, and we, we can go over the draft. That would be a good one. All right, Wes, I enjoyed it, buddy. Thank you for being here. We want to thank all of you that listened to this edition of the End of the Line podcast, powered by DuckSouth.com. 